0: Get ready. I mean, get ready, 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 ready.
1: It's time to motivate, inspire, transform, head towards your future. Welcome, 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 midtees. Welcome back to your intentional leadership. Podcast. I am Dr. Ross F. Williams, Jr., and we are powered by the Academy of Dallas and Bear County Academy Public Charter Schools. And today we have a phenomenal guest. He is phenomenal because he's a man of achievement. He's my fraternity brother, Dr. Derek Love. How are you doing, sir? Dr. Ross, I'm good, man. How good. about yourself, uh, man? Uh, man, I am doing wonderful. Excited to have some in-depth conversations with you about intentional leadership. And also, we're going to talk about your book.
0: Hey, man. Yes, man. I think intentional. We have to be intentional in this season. So and uh, and understand our assignment. So great, man. I'm looking forward to the conversation and seeing what how what how the organic conversation flows.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. So first and foremost, tell us a little bit about yourself, your current role capacity and what do you do? Man, I've been a career educator now, Dr. Ross, for
0: about almost 20 years now, man. Started from the beginning ranks of teaching, you know. Uh, so I've been able to be an administrator at all levels elementary, middle school, and a high school principal. Went from there to chief academic officer, assistant superintendent. And now I am the regional executive director with Pioneer Technology and Arts Academy, where we have six campuses here in Texas, one in Arizona, one in Colorado, wow, and also one in Las Vegas, and so I am busy, man, traveling and working with school leaders and principals and startup our startup
1: schools and stuff like that. So it's been it's been great, man. Good, good, good. Look, we have a guest today that has a plethora of experience, so we're going to capitalize <laughs> on that because this is all about professional development and learning from those experts in the field. So we're going to dive deep into it. Uh, so talk to me about intentional leadership. What does it mean to you to be intentional as a leader? Man, to be intentional means to be transparent,
0: uh, vulnerable, Uh, knowledgeable. It requires that you have a level of strategic intentions and in that as you lead you're leading with a level of servitude as well to ensure the success of the organization and or the school right. So I'm very strategic in how I move And I do surround myself in a collaborative atmosphere so that we produce the best. Because when you have a vision and buy into that vision, then the vision soars. Um, And so we want to be very intentional in how we move, as you state the rocks, right, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. in your book. And so we want to make sure that we're very intentional how we're moving and very intentional about uh, what that looks like. Because you represent your brand. Whatever your brand is in leadership, you represent Absolutely. the brand, man. And so you want always the brand
1: of what you, and who you represent and what you represent to be intentional. So talk to me about, you know, what, what was really key for me was you said servitude. Yes. And I believe to be an intentional leader, you have to be a servant leader. Yes. So talk to me or give me a scenario whereas you have been a servant leader, what, you know, servant leadership what do you identify that as? What is servant leadership?
0: Hey, servant leadership means that as um, a, an example is um, what I always tell my leaders in working with principals and working with, you know, district admin and, and that I supervise. In order for us to be intentional in servitude, we must serve first, right? And so in that regard, if my principals or the, the janitor needs something, then it's my obligation to provide that for him and or her Whatever that is, resources, whatever there is, that's instructional knowledge, whether that is assistance. So if I got to mop, Ross, Dr. Ross, I'm a mop, yes, right? Sir. Yes, if sir. If I got to clean the toilet, that means I'm yeah. going to clean the toilet. Servitude. Because we're right here walking alongside each other, right? And you need to see that I'm just willing to serve as well as I'm willing to instruct, Right, right. right. And when you see the heart of a man, mm. then you can begin to walk together, right, in Mm -hmm. unison. And so then it becomes like, hey, he's not someone or she is not just someone who's giving me this theoretical and practical application of what I do. But they're willing to roll up their sleeves and get into the dirt with me as well, too. And people nowadays need a leader that's willing to roll up their sleeves, get dirty, and begin to walk together and to accomplish the vision and being intentional and strategic about it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You also talked about collaboration. Oh, man. team collaboration and working as a team, how do you uh, establish a culture centered around collaboration? Talk to me about that. Well, as you, you and I both know, as leaders, it's not always
0: easy to build a community of practice of collaboration and feedback. That's something that you really have to cultivate truly in the sense of so that people feel like they can be transparent and be vulnerable at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you know, vulnerability and transparency among educators is sometimes (laughs) a little hard. (laughs) Most definitely, right.
1: (laughs) Very hard. Very challenging, yes. Very
0: challenging. But what I would say is you begin the process of having that uh, level of trust, and you gotta build trust mm-hmm. and transparency, right? And so in order for me to be, be vulnerable enough to be willing to listen, I have to be able to trust you. So building first and foremost is a strong uh atmosphere and collaboration of trust, right? Because in trust, then I can be vulnerable. and trust, you're willing to open up to hear what I have mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be shut off and or distance and then reserved to where you won't talk. So one is building a strong culture or collaborative climate of trust, right? And as you build on trust, then you go to the collaboration stage. And this is where people get to the 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 community of practice where mm-hmm. we're sharing ideas we're sharing best practices we're moving together to achieve the dream to achieve the vision or the mission of the um, organization and or campus and so I believe in order for us to do that first we have to have trust to build upon that and then nurture that collaboration and so you the leader don't have to feel like you're the smartest one in the room right mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. absolutely.
0: That when you center yourself around a team of people who are smarter than you, then that's how it that moves. That part, that part right there. That's yeah. how it moves because mm-hmm. then they're able to give to the conversation. And then I think the leader must have a level of uh, not prideful, you not, not mm-hmm. egotistical, right? Um, and the leader must have that level of vulnerability as well, too so that he or she can listen and be able to, to digest what everybody's saying, right? Because a good leader's going to take what everybody's saying, right? Your part, their part, and then we collectively create something that's magical. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I believe as the leader, you have to be willing to let go of self, be the wow. servitude in that mm-hmm. piece
1: to be able to move the vision forward. That servitude again. Did you all hear that, Mettees? To be an intentional leader, you need to be a servant leader, and in my book, we talk about being a good person. Absolutely. As a part of servant leadership, you have to be a good person. So let's talk, let's let's, let's drill even more about transparency. You mentioned the word transparency, and you know what? It's, it's quite a buzzword in all organizations. And one thing I want to express, we are not just focused around education, Because intentional leadership is good leadership or best practices in every organization. But we definitely, as educators, um, that is where our toolkit uh, is filled with resources. Talk to me about transparency Go, drill a little deep into that about how do you provide a climate and I like how you we have to know the difference between culture and climate and climate absolutely so talk about the climate how do you provide uh, or nurture I'm gonna use your word nurture um, a, a climate where transparency is evident man I uh- I,
0: let me take. I think I had. Well, let's let me think about a situation, a scenario that happened last week at work. And so we had a scenario. I mean, kind of happened last week at work, whereas there was a situation happening on one of the campuses. Um, and I think I had made a decision to to move forward in something, um, and on a decision making process about. I think it was a student issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when they come up for a grievance hearing, and you know, on that. That hearing officer that hears that grievance hearing, and then, but I li- I li- had neglected to kind of really get the in depth feedback from the principal, mm-hmm. so when I rendered a decision right, without getting all of mm-hmm. the information, mm-hmm. so you know that had a strong impact on the the building principal, mm-hmm. but in that level of transparency, Doctor Ross, I got to be willing to admit that I was wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. That's good.
0: I got to be willing to say, you know what? Hold up. Let me apologize because I did not get all of everybody's perspective in that. And I rendered a decision and then I've seen how this decision is impacting you. But in order for us to be able to move forward again, Ross, because the person if I mm-hmm. don't say, you know what? I'm sorry. I apologize. Right. The person will always remain stuck right there. And so then I have dismantled the level of trust that I've already established right. based upon that one scenario or situation. So I think in order to build that level of trust, the leader himself or herself must be willing to admit fault. You're not going ha- to do everything correctly. You're not mm-hmm. going to have everything done correctly. But even in those situations, being able to be the bigger person and say, you know what, I'm sorry for that. I realize how, like I said, it's impacting you. And so therefore, let's how now let's strategically plan like next time. So I know how to be very intentional next time as a leader in being able to make sure that, hey, Dr. Love, make sure you get you got this point, you got that perspective before you render a decision. And I think that's how we build trust, that's how we lead in transparency, because now that leader knows that you know what, they make mistakes too they not as flawless right, as, right. As, as it appears. Right. And I think when we come to that level of transparency and vulnerability, I truly believe that that's when true collaboration be continues. I truly believe that that's where we can operate as one. Because you know that I'm willing myself as a leader to say, you know what, I'm sorry.
1: Um, I, I echo that with all by the depths of my soul, whereas it's OK to say I'm wrong or to apologize. And I do feel as though those individuals that you supervise respect you more for that, because first of all, we are human.
0: Absolutely. And we
1: make mistakes. Absolutely. And we should be willing. We're modeling the expectation, too. Absolutely. So we're sharing with them, hey, if I can see that I have uh, made a mistake and I can apologize for that, yeah. it's okay for you to do the same thing. Absolutely. So that's providing that climate of transparency. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. How does that trickle down to your scholars? You know, we try to in, in, in to really impart into
0: our scholars that level of agency and voice, and to be able to articulate that. Um, and we try to impart into them that that level of transparency, um, that level of vulnerability is necessary in our in our climate today. With COVID nineteen and students coming back to in person instruction, to the behaviors that are being displayed every day how do we create that culture and climate within our scholars to be vulnerable? Mm -hmm. Because there is a release in that, right? Right. So how do we provide effective social-emotional learning opportunities? How do we provide them the necessary means to be able to articulate and to express themselves? And I believe that how we're doing that through our restorative practices, how we're doing it through our various initiatives, allows our scholars to be able to be at a level of transparency so that we all can grow and learn from our
1: own experiences. Absolutely, having them to think the process through and how they could respond differently based upon their actions initially that caused them to, you know, to be problematic. So that's really, really, really good. Right. Um, so you know, we want to make it simple and make it plain and crystal clear. Um, I want you to talk to me about your definition. What do you define? As a leader. Wow. Hmm. That's powerful, man. Yeah. So how I define
0: a leader is an individual or person who is willing to be authentic, who is willing to be transparent, who is willing to demonstrate a level of grit, determination, and fortitude, one that is willing to quickly apologize, one that is willing, that is uh, knowledgeable about self. Mm. Mm. Because I think when you know who you are, then you can lead. Yes. But when you're insecure in who you are, then those insecurities come yeah. out in many different ways. And so we have to know who we are before I think we can lead effectively. And I think that sometimes you can grow. I mean, we all have areas of growth. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that if we allow those insecurities to, to fester, then those insecurities will lead in many ways. And then our leadership is compromised because our decision is based upon
1: insecurity. Right. That's our
0: authentic self. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Uh-huh. So we have to understand self first, and I think you know, as I've grown in leadership, that's one of the things that I had to to really learn. Man, um, when you think about it, I started in leadership at what twenty six. Um, you know, as a principal, you know, trying to lead people who was older than me and, and baby boomers yeah, and all of that. And right. so how do I learn how to communicate effectively? What does that look generationally? Um, and so I had to learn to jump over my own insecurities because those insecurities was impacted my leadership. Right. Mm-hmm. So it impacted in some in, in some negative ways. Mm-hmm. And so I had to grow beyond the insecurities. So that I can realize my true potential. And right now, I'm walking in that true potential. I love that. Because now, sir,
1: I understand. Mm. And understanding is key. It is. (laughs) Knowledge is power. (laughs) Knowledge is power. That is one of the key attributes as a part of MIT, Motivate, Inspire, Transform. The motivation is the self-reflection. Absolutely. Before you can inspire others uh, to transform for desired outcomes, mm-hmm. you have to reflect. The self-reflection has to occur. Um and I it's a reflection for me daily um mm-hmm. that I have to have. So what is the difference between a leader and an intentional leader? Wow.
0: The lead, that that is is a good question. I think one of the things about that is is that an intentional leader, I think it's very it, to, to simply play is, is strategic in nature, right? So I am not like it's always got to be calculated because I think it could be organic as mm-hmm. well, too. Right. But I'm very reflective. I'm a reflective practitioner in intentionality. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that in my intentional leadership that I am embracing everyone. I want to feel like that I am embracing a well uh, embracing diversity of thought. I want to make sure in my intentionality that I am moving according to how I see the vision and the mission, or how we see the vision and the mission progressing. So, a leader in that sense, uh, what if I could give a, 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 a either or, uh, an intentional leader versus a leader? I think a leader is just someone in my mind as a manager. And so I just manage the process, right? Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. manage and oversee what that looks like. Correct. But I think an intentional leader is a visionary, right? They're going to cast a vision. They're going to make you plain. They're going to be intentional about how – we uh, organize. They're going to be very intentional in how we strategize against the activities and goals that we're trying to achieve. But a leader, I look at as a manager, is just going to be, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what I've been told to do. This is how we're going to do it because someone else told me what to do, right? But I think an intentional leader is that vision who can cast that vision, man, and who can motivate and inspire others to get on board and to move with them. So that is the difference
1: between an intentional leader versus a leader. Have you been reading my book? I mean, <laughs> you, you spot on. You all need to get this book. This man is spot on. He's really—he's very intentional about his word choice, and I appreciate that. You know, because honestly and truthfully, um, you really identify the difference between a, a true the, the, a leader versus an intentional leader. It is strategic. It is it's very. It nice really so, is man. strategic, and you have to communicate clearly. Mm-hmm. what your desired outcomes are right along with supporting the throughout the process but uh communication is critical so let's talk about I've talked about my book we're going to do a little bit a deep <laughs> a dive a little bit into it but we'll come back I'm not gonna give it all to y'all today he has to come back yes. and we're gonna go in detail uh about the book so talk to me about your books you're an author absolutely yes, okay sir. so tell me a little bit about your books hey man
0: so I have have two books out right now. One is your greater is right now, Living God's masterpiece instead of life's middle class. And basically it it is a model, it is a framework, it is man purpose. How do we move in purpose? How do we walk in purpose? How do we be intentional, sir, mm-hmm. in our purpose and what right. God has called us to do? So I do believe that education is the marketplace of ministry in itself,
1: right? Absolutely. I
0: believe that it has its rightful place. And I believe that what we do, because you think about purpose, you think about uh, Christ you know, he was he was very intentional, right? Mm-hmm. But most mm-hmm. important, he was a servant, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> he was yeah. a servant. Mm-hmm. He was transformative in nature. Mm-hmm. He allowed them to see the, the, the great attributes of who they were as they walked with him. And you, he was able to help them see the negative attributes that they had within them. And so... Then this book, Your Grady is Right Now, it helps the individual walk through a process of rebuilding themselves and really seeing themselves as God sees them so they can be intentional in their purpose and walk out their purpose, man. And then the um, devotional is a uh, Living Your Grady Life Right Now is a 60-day, man, off-the-chain transformative process. Ah, uh, transformation. But, I like listen, that. Listen, yeah. man, uh-huh. it is really to engage It allows the reader to journal, to reflect, to really come to understanding of self, um, and really come into with you, the individual. I truly believe, though, Dr. Ross, is that when we truly understand us, you, me, then we can walk in better harmony of what we're called to be. And it comes with a sense of deep reflection. It comes with a level of journaling. It comes with a level of a renewed mind, right? So I got to remove all the negativity, all the stinking thinking, all the things that I think that I'm not, right? Right, right. And then I got to employ everything that I am. Mm -hmm. And so everything that I am becoming, everything who I want to become, right? And I got to walk that process out. And so both of these books help the individual walk that process out and. You hear me in each of those as the coach, man.
1: Yeah. That's telling
0: you, hey, get up! It's time to get up, get moving. It's, let's do this thing. Yeah. And so in everything in those two books, man, uh, that's 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 the heartbeat of it all. And so I'm grateful. Uh, most importantly, that I learned to my own self. Mm-hmm. And so and so in that, I was able to be able to pour out what I've learned. Um, to help someone else move forward in their purpose.
1: Fantastic. So talk to me about how. How can my mentees get their their copies of this book? What uh, Tell them
0: how they, they can get a copy of the book. Matt, Dr. Ross, they can go on to any bookstore retail, man you can go on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart,
1: <laughs> whatever your bookstore retailer of choice. You you hear it. It's available <laughs> midtees go out there especially especially if you focus on purpose. And I do believe that it is definitely a calling for as educators um that it's not for everybody. Right? I'm going to say, it's not for everybody. It's not just about the holidays. And I think people get confused with that. Um, but this profession, there is a requirement or a need to f- have people and individuals that are compassionate, have a desire to to minister or to be mentors and develop our youth. Absolutely. You know, it's it's, it's critical. You mentioned something that was were really key as a leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talked about coach coaching, too. Absolutely. Talk to me about yeah. a, a challenge and how you overcame that challenge, and how did you coach as a part of that process?
0: Um, I had a teacher, and she was a veteran teacher. She had you know twenty years of experience, and um, this is a time, man, when we was you remember back in the day when you had your lesson plan booklet out. <laughs> yeah, all you know, your lesson plans were in the book, man, and it was <laughs> like you put it on the desk, and you know the administrator came in, right. and you know how we do. We look yes. at your lesson plan, that you know. How, that's I in remember the day, back yeah, in the day. I do. So I remember that year we were moving from the. Uh, the lesson plans written in the lesson plan book to doing it on, to do it now on, uh, on the computer, right? Mm-hmm. Online. Right. Um, and I remember, man, she gave me the absolute blues. <laughs> Brother. She was like, why are we doing that? What is that for? You see my lesson plans right here? Well, can you know what, what's going on with that? Like right. why we can't, so I'm saying, but we're all migrating mm-hmm. to this new this new phase of life. Right. This new phase of now doing it online. This new phase mm-hmm. of now put it into a template that was done on by the via the computer. And man, and so I had to, in the moment, and, and being intentional. This is where I think intentionality comes in, because mm-hmm. sometimes you don't have to combat and fight, right? right? You, all you have to do is then begin to model the expectation. And when you model the expectation, then people will conform. So what I did was I said, "Hey, okay, so how about we just start incrementally, right?" You mm-hmm. so know, now everybody else has moved pressed on forward, but as a leader, I can't get upset and mad because I have one that's kind of giving me the blues and saying I don't want to. But I got to, I still have to be able to coach motivate and inspire the person to move forward, right? Right, right. And so we went through the whole coaching kind of process and cycle, like let's start incrementally. This is what we're going to do day one. But the most important thing was, man, I had to recognize that her fear wasn't about the lesson plans, her fear was truly about migrating from what she already, what she knew for the past twenty years, to now change it to something different. So if I'm, you know, and then and as she was migrating from hands to now doing everything on a computer, hey man, she's a baby boomer now, but she was like, <laughs> right, oh no, right. man. So I had to recognize what her uh, hangup was, what she was stuck at. Mm-hmm. And not try to, you know, beat her down because she was stuck there, but how can I intentionally move her to what I want to? And so we worked through a process of coaching and going through the incremental pieces about that, and then by the end, she, she was able to then do that coaching piece and through that mentoring piece, and, and then she finally achieved the goal to where then she was then submitting the actual lesson plans online, on the platform. Mm-hmm. But, Ross, had I been dogmatic, had I been uh, non intentional, had I been the leader who didn't really care about what you really wanted to do, you're gonna do what I told you to do and this be on, and, and move forward. Right. I would have lost someone, and that's my job as the leader is to catch right, even the small things. And I remember uh, I was working for Grand Canyon University about five years later, and I had a teacher that I was mentoring from Grand Canyon, uh, as Grand Canyon University. And I went into a building, uh, a building, a Fort Worth IC campus elementary. And I walked into the, uh, walked down the hallway. And she was like, Doc- uh, Dr. Love, Dr. Love. I was like, hey, hey. I hadn't seen her like in five to six years, Ross. And she said, you know what? I really want to thank you for working with me. Wow. You know how I was so resistant. But what that helped me to do was you helped me for my next assignment. Because when I went into my next assignment, Dr. Love, they was requiring that I did it online. Mm-hmm. And so you helped me move from one mindset to
1: another. And I really do appreciate it. I couldn't see it then, but now. Now I see I it. I see it. Right. Fantastic. You know that 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 is very uh, inspiring. I, I, m- mentorship and the, having the compassion and um, the willingness to support, and sometimes it takes time. It does, and uh, to c- cultivate that talent or that new particular skill. And as leaders and being intentional leaders, we have to take that time. We do. Man. We have. We really do. We have to take that time what advice would you have for a new leader? The advice I would give to a new leader is man,
0: um, remain humble, uh, remain intentional, uh, be strong and courageous, know who you are and walk in in your purpose. Um, And so as a new leader that know that there's going to be challenges, there's going to be opposition, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be confusion, (laughs) there's going to be chaos. Keep it real. (laughs) There is going to be indifferences. Yes. But the true testament of who you are is how you work through them. How you navigate the water is how you're going to end. And if you approach it, with a dogmatic uncompromising you approach it with uh my way or the highway Mm -hmm. you you'll lose them every single time but if you approach them with the intentionality of leading them guiding them mentoring them coaching them then you will see the reward in the end and everything that you aspire to achieve you'll receive and so I truly believe that as you navigate the waters remember to remain humbled in the process remember to be transparent in the process and surround yourself with good people surround yourself with a collaborative team and surround yourself um, with just uh, being you and so that's what I would tell A
1: new leader. We normally wrap up um, with uh, three questions. Okay. And I'm going to, and it's not a rapid round, so (laughs) you can take your time in in thinking these through. But I want you all, mitties, listen, there were some nuggets. If you're a new leader and you heard Dr. Love, I hope you have a pen and some paper and you wrote those things down because he is spot on. Question number one.
0: Yes. What motivates you? What motivates me is my sense of purpose. What motivates me is family, community. What motivates me is seeing other people successful. And when I am able to see the success in other people, that is inspirational. And that allows me to walk divinely in my intentional purpose. And so... Those things move me in ways, man, than ever. I remember uh, I remember just getting a text the other day uh, from one of my leaders, and she said, "You know what? Every time that I'm around you, I learn something new." And when I read that, Dr. Ross, then I said, "That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me moving because I want to see people live in purpose, walk in purpose, and successful at the same time. And so that's what inspires me. That's what motivates me. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's what drives my
1: conviction. Second question, and you kind of answered it um, in that particular uh, uh, answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You may want to add to it. How have you inspired others? I would say I've inspired others by
0: um, walking in humility, walking in transparency, um, and being reflective, being a good listener, (laughs) 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 listen more than sometimes, sometimes it's it's, it's great just to listen more than you talk, Um, being able to um, walk with them in, in that process, so, yeah.
1: Last question. How, as an intentional leader, have you inspired transformation? I think I've inspired transformation uh, in,
0: in many different ways. Uh, I think I inspire transformation by the way that I walk transformationally in leadership, um, how I'm intentional and strategic in how I plan, mm-hmm. um, how I can take a situation look at the end and backwards plan and 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 at every stage have it ready to rock and roll i think i'm transformational in looking at people and bringing out the best in people um taking their gifting which they can maybe they thought was hidden it wasn't there they didn't see it and extracting that out of them so that they can walk and live in their self and purpose and i think that's how that's the number one how I've been able to be transform transformative um and intentional is by recognizing the talent in others and being able to extract that out of
1: them so that they can then de- demonstrate that effectively to move in their purpose. Mm-hmm. to develop that gifting that's within that that's mm-hmm. that's that's good. That's good. We're gonna pin that. Yes, yeah, identifying <laughs> yeah. those talents within your your leadership team and cultivating that particular talent because everybody got a role there right absolutely and i think sometimes we miss out
0: on every somebody's talent because we're so busy on the objective right but in order for us to get to something that's magical, that's great, then there's there's something right there that has to come out for that to be to be effective, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're able to extract that piece out and it adds to the whole, man, Doctor Ross, that's something amazing, right <laughs> it there, is. because it becomes transformational, right? Correct. And yes. I think some, if you think about in your career, if you think about the things you've been able to achieve, it's 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 about having body at the table but picking those certain things out to where as everybody is giving and contributing and working together right. collaboratively. And then that's when you achieve that level of success.
1: Well, I have enjoyed this conversation. This has been amazing. I had no doubt that we would get some nuggets that we could take away. mid Write the information down. Rewind wind this this tape, this broadcast, because it was a lot of knowledge that was important. I thank you for participating today, and we look forward to having more dialogue about the books in the Absolutely, future. Yes, you are welcome to come by anytime. We have a panel conversations uh, that come up off, you know, often, and we would love to have you to come back and join us for that. But Mitties, always remember. The genesis of change, it begins from within. Again, the genesis of change begins from within. Thank you and have a great day.